0: Marketing in Korea is a community website and podcast dedicated to people sharing their marketing experiences, stories and tips in Korea. Hey guys, Tony Choi here. This is episode 50 on marketing in Korea, episode MIK 050 or 050. Starting a business in Korea, advertising and getting the word out about your business. So a little update on my businesses. Um, my Hagwon doing okay. We're just maintaining what we have for now. And as there will be a lot of changes in 2017, I'll have to keep you posted on that. My um, other site, HagwonStart.com is doing okay. We're just continually trying to put uh, content on there uh, at least uh, once or twice a week. Uh, sometimes I've been a little, uh, I guess, slacking on that. And I guess my excuse is I've been focusing mostly on my flower business. And for the flower business, uh, three months have passed uh, ever since we started selling in April. And uh, now it's July. So we're on our fourth month of selling. And we are steadily just getting sales. Uh, some weeks are slow and some weeks are good. And I mean... That's pretty good news, uh, especially I'm just still starting off and uh, still getting my uh, our name out there and I think the best thing the the best news I have with my flower business is that I've been able to get uh, a bunch of good Facebook reviews I think about 15, uh, 13 were like you know five star reviews and two were just like their posts uh, they didn't really leave a score or anything but Still very, very thankful for that. Uh, and they wrote something and got a few Google reviews. Uh, yeah, Google reviews. It's like pretty, uh, I, I guess nowadays people don't really use it or it's kind of, uh, kind of complicated how to use it, but maybe I just need to learn. Anyways, so that's just, uh, my update on my businesses and marketing in Korea. I'm time to time. I'm putting up episodes and I'm hoping to, put more content on marketing in korea as well. Um however, uh in order for me to put more content, I need to get more experience actually marketing my businesses, right? So that's what I'm doing right now and marketing in korea uh, will continue to gain more experience, more information as I gain more information, uh gain more experience in my businesses. So this is talking about advertising or pretty much getting the word out and that's all marketing in a sense, right? Uh, so I'm just going to talk a little bit about my experiences in Korea and uh, the things that I try, I've try, i tried to advertise and tried to uh, do in the past. So when I first started doing some type of business thing or an entrepreneurial uh, project, it actually started in 2011. So that's like five years ago. Um, Yeah, five years ago, and actually five years is not that much. It's like pretty short, Uh, and I didn't really even consider doing business probably until six years ago uh, when I actually worked in a small company. Uh, And at that, that moment in my life, you know, something changed, and I decided, oh, like there's something in this business world and, you know, not in the employee world type of thing you know, the whole escaping the nine-to-five. But you know what? That's another topic. So anyhow, in 2011, I was in the process of transitioning out of my job at the company where I met my wife and where I had some experiences, some real-life experiences, and uh, finding a teaching job. And at that moment, I was thinking that, okay, I'm going to Make a hagwon one day. That's what I thought at that time in 2011. Uh, it took, you know, it, my hagwon didn't start until two years after that. But of course, you know, you need to plan and you need to have uh, make the, the you know take the steps to get to there. So anyhow, in 2011, I'm like, I'm entrepreneurial. I just learned. I just I've just read the Four Hour Work Week, and I've I came up with this idea. Like I was, it's it's kind of ironic because um, it's not I guess it's not ironic, but. Um, basically, I was kind of against like brokers, like middlemen, like people who get a fee for, uh, doing, like connecting people or, you know, selling something that they don't really sell. Uh, not really affiliate marketing, online affiliate marketing. Like I thought I was really cool at that, but I mean, like, um, especially like recruiters, right? Like recruiters, they get uh, a fee if they find a teacher for, a uh one. So I was thinking, why not, you know, we, we all just save money and we we there's a platform where you can just find your own teachers and connect uh teachers to tutors and schools to students. So I was thinking of this great big platform where people could um like there would be schools, there would be teachers and there would be students. So uh I came up with this website uh if you search for it uh, www. Dot, and then the letters etvdo.com so i made the site and i even uh it, it was the short form for englishteachervideo.com yes i i had two uh domain names for that site and uh i was going to make a platform and then i was going to make uh a platform for people to teach english through video And if if you are going to those sites right now, I'm sorry to have wasted your time because those sites don't exist anymore. Uh, But I had that idea. And um, actually, at first, I did pretty well. Like, I got a lot of schools, not schools, but schools from outside of Korea to sign up. And I got a lot of teachers to make profiles, actually. And there were a few students, but not that many. But the hardest Group of people to get were the actual hagwons in Korea, and now that I have run a hagwon myself for about three and a half years, uh, now I understand why like they didn't want to sign up. Uh, so I'm telling you all this because I had I tried to advertise this, and uh, what I did was I printed up well, I made something on Microsoft Word, black and white, uh, some handouts that said, "Oh, like learn English." with a video teacher or something, and I wrote something in Korean as well. And I actually, like, paid to get the... Not really paid, but I I just used Microsoft Word, and then I had to get it printed, so I cut it up. And what I did was I just went around Korea, and I just randomly gave it to people, left it on cars, whatnot. Like, this is how I was advertising, kind of like spamming places wherever I went. I even left a few uh on the subway on um on like on top of windows. Like, you know, sometimes if you're in Korea and like you see someone in the morning, they put like little cards uh on like the subway doors, like so people can see it. And I because I realize like people see all these things. Um however, if you have a name for your business and like you want to brand it and you don't want to look like you're so spammy, it may not be such a great idea. So that's kind of one way how I advertised, uh, for that site. Another way I, I advertised for that was that I actually went to actual hagwons in Korea. Like, so I have a hagwon right now. So I would have went to like a hagwon like mine and I would talk to the people there in my broken Korean. Like my Korean is a lot better now, you know, five years later. Uh, but at that time it was like pretty bad. Uh, and luckily people are really like polite. Uh, what I realize is a lot of hagwons, they get a lot of people that randomly come in to try to sell them things uh, actually, a lot of small businesses like soliciting in korea it 's like technically I guess you 're not supposed to do it, but um, people just are really polite for the most part uh, so uh, but in the end those you know you leave them something and then they 'll say they read it and they probably won 't uh, so i i after doing that um the best thing about that was I got uh, over my shyness to just go to random places and talk to random people and businesses. Uh, so in t- 2011, like my ET video idea of this platform of teachers and haons and students, like it flopped. But I learned a lot about advertising and getting my name out there because uh, when I gave out those flyers, I checked the analytics and um, uh, for that week, it was a lot higher like a lot more traffic than, than anything. Uh, but I realized at the time, like my platform, my education platform was too broad. It was like just too big. Like, you know, I should have focused on one thing and it was too much work. It wasn't worth it. So I kind of just abandoned it. Uh, another thing that I did in that same year while I was, cause I got a job to teach. However, I had to wait four months. So that meant I had four months of not getting paid and I just quit my, uh, you know, my, I guess, corporate job, like you know, in a medium-sized company. Uh, so what I did was, as as a teacher, I have my education degree. I made flyers again, and I posted about myself, like tutoring available. Oh, another thing I want to, um, I want to uh, say is that when I was advertising the ET video, the the whole English thing, I I also advertised it on like my LinkedIn page and. Now, I didn't pay for any of the advertising, but I just, like, kind of posted updates, posted in groups, and then one lady, one person, she messaged me, actually, and then she asked me if I would be able to tutor her. So, I mean, that led to an opportunity, especially at the time where I was jobless. Uh, I was pretty desperate to make money, honestly, and... Um, She's like, can you tutor me? And I was like, of course I will, right? Like, I didn't say, like, of course right away. But uh, so I she actually ended up being one of my first tutor students. And she was like a business English student. Uh, but um, and then at the same time, she introduced me to someone else. Uh, and then slowly, um, I started to get tutoring students like that uh, just to make money in between jobs and maybe even a little while I was teaching. Right. Uh, so uh, and the problem was, like, when I first came to Korea in, I think was it was 2010, when I was, like, just working uh, in a hagwon, and also maybe working in a company, people asked me to tutor. Like, I got so many requests, like, people from church, like, and whatnot. But at that time, I was content. I had decent money, and I didn't want to tutor. So I, I just turned them all down. Like, I don't know, probably 10 requests. After a while, people stopped asking me, and then in in 2011, in between 2011 2012, like I'm kind of waiting for a job. I'm like, man, like should I contact those people for the tutoring jobs? But anyways, that's a side story. So anyhow, I got uh, my first tutor student, and then I realized, okay, I need to try to hustle and make some money. Uh, I'm not going to just sit around for four months and you know not get paid for four months, not do anything. So what I did was. Um, I just posted up flyers, so I made, you know, a flyer on Microsoft Word, you know, put some of my credentials, and what happened was I just posted it up on, like, random, like, uh, I guess they're not telephone posts, but they're, like, you know, the electricity posts uh, with the wires, and I just put, post them wherever, um, and uh, I got, actually, a call, and I was able to get um, a tutor... Uh, tutor students, uh, like a brother and sister, and it paid okay. And then I got another person who wanted me to make, like, uh, English material for her. Uh, that was a flop because, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just not really good with freelance making, uh, curriculum for other people. Uh, it's just not my cup of tea. Uh, but anyways, so posting of flyers in the neighborhood and not even like paying to post flyers because uh, you can pay to post flyers in apartments, um, even still, just on random places. Like People do see those things, and um, it's proof. I got a few tutor students that way, and then slowly I was able to get uh, tutor students here and there, and then that supplemented my income for the time uh, that I was not employed. And then I got my teaching job at an elementary school, and you know i kept some of the the jobs on the side and that was even more money so that that was pretty good so th- that was to uh when i first started That was like i don't know 5 years ago i guess uh for yeah and that helped like just putting up flyers um the best thing i think is to give flyers to people directly and talk to them and kind of explain what you actually sell uh, but doing that is not easy especially in korea where you have so many random people on the streets like ladies or old ladies giving you like shoving flyers into your hands um, Giving out flyers can be a little uh, intimidating in Korea uh, But if you I mean you got to get used to being rejected I mean if you want to get into business, I mean you're listening to this podcast uh That means you're interested in marketing and doing business in Korea or Korean related and in business you're going to get rejected. I mean, it's bound to happen. Like, you're going to try to sell something, and someone's not going to be interested. You can't just get offended and just, you know, just quit. I mean, you could. Then just, I guess you're going to have to just be an employee for someone else. And that's fine if you want. But if you want to do business, you better start getting used to getting rejected. Uh So anyways, uh that was my very first kind of advertising. And at the time, like, I was, like, so nervous. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. But, I mean... I knew that one day, like, this would be a good experience for me. So, uh, so anyways, in 2012, I started Business Network Korea and the way I advertised that, um, it was all free advertising. I didn't, like, pay to advertise Business Network Korea. Uh, I could, I just basically, uh, networked. I contacted a lot of people. Uh, the only thing I did pay for was for the meetup.com, um, the, uh, what's that? The fee. You know, to make an account on Meetup.com, and Meetup.com is a website where you can make your own Meetup, which is like uh, an event where you where you hold. And uh, but you have to like pay an account for that. And people go to that site if they want to go to like networking events. Uh, so with business Network, business Network Korea, the way I advertised it was just through online talking to people. I message random people, like cold, I guess cold messaging or cold emailing people uh who joined my group uh leaving posts in linkedin groups uh in facebook groups um so that's how i advertised business network korea for the most part i didn't do any paid advertising for that uh but in 2013 uh i started my hagwon and this is when i actually started to really pay for advertising uh but it wasn't even that much to be honest um I guess the main part for the hot one, the most of the advertising cost, I guess, well, I guess you call it marketing cost, went to actually creating the marketing material. Uh, for example, you had to pay to make flyers. And when you make flyers, like, you can't, you need to, like, have an order of less, at least a minimum of, like, 2,000. And depending on the size of the paper, um, how much print you have on it, uh, for two thousand, it could be uh, probably a couple hundred dollars uh, for less than two hundred. You probably can get two thousand flyers printed uh, if you find the right place, uh, maybe three hundred uh, and if it 's like less not like if it 's not flyer you know quality paper like if it 's just like regular paper, you probably get it cheaper um, I mean you could just get that printed anyways uh, at a you know a printing shop. Uh, so anyways, uh, we, but we wanted to get good flyers. We also had to pay for, uh, pens that we wanted to give out with the flyers. Um, ever since we started in 2013, now it's 2016, uh, we've bought like notebooks, like branded notebooks, branded binders. Uh, we had branded USBs and stuff like that. So these are all like things to get, you know, the word out about, you know, your school or your business. And for us, those were things that we bought, we've invested in. And then once we get those like materials, those tools, then you have to give them out, right? So we, uh, we, for our flyers, we posted them in apartments. And in order to post your flyer in an apartment, you have to pay a month. You have to pay, uh, I think a weekly fee. So they put it up for a week. And, uh, depending on the apartment, it could be anywhere from, $50 to $200, depending on how many units there are in the apartment. Uh, meaning not units, sorry, not the units in that one apartment, but, uh, how many apartment complexes are in that, like, apartment group. So maybe you have, like, the, the, the Apple apartment group, and there's, like, 10 buildings there, right? So you can post, um, one in each apartment building or, depending on how many entrances, so one at each entrance at the bulletin board. And another way you can advertise is you can actually uh, sh- like put in the flyer in the actual mailbox. That's also another cost too. Um, I know of people who've just kind of just tried to go in there and just shove it in without paying. Uh, but depending on the area, you may or may not be successful doing that. And uh and you you need to also consider the fact that you know some a lot of people aren't going to uh be happy with uh receiving your advertisement. But at the same time, you also need to consider the fact that there might be a few who will really read it and may become your customers. So uh you can't be too uh too shy about that because you never know. Uh also for IGL, we also had a neighbor blog. I mean, there's so much for advertising and getting the word out. Uh, this, in this episode, I'll just kind of give you a rundown of the things that we do. And if there's something specific you want me to go through and just let me know, uh, I will make episodes on specific things, uh, maybe like specifically on Facebook or, or specifically on just like apartment buildings, like, or just flyers, you know, I mean, I can talk about that just the whole episode anyways. Uh but anyways, so for IGL we also like I said we had like a neighbor blog. We had our own website. Uh so our neighbor blog we put post up every day, like maybe two maybe two a day for the first month. Uh but ever since we got enough students, we stopped updating our neighbor blog. And um I guess it's best to update it and I guess it really depends on the business. Uh however in the one business, once you get enough students and once you get a decent reputation, um, you really don't need to do much advertising. Um, it's all word of mouth, and the results of your students will speak for itself. Uh, so once you get into your third, fourth, fifth year, unless you are offering some kind of new program, you really don't need to advertise as much. But I think it's nice to put up a flyer like once or twice a year to remind people about you. Uh, but it really depends on how necessary it is uh, for us it 's not necessary right now to advertise and we haven 't advertised for the last two years to be honest uh, and that 's because we focus on our students and that 's our advertising we We give them like uh, a notebook whatever with our brand on it and that 's you know they can show that off to their friends type of thing also um, for Igl we have a facebook page too, but we don 't really use that to market. Um, and yeah, so for our hot one, the first year or so, we did do a lot of flyer advertising apartments. And for us, it did make a difference. Uh, cause parents would say, I'll, oh, like, I remember your, the teacher gave me a pen and talked to my son. And then I went home and I saw the flyer in the apartment. And then I decided to call, like, uh, we, At first, we asked our, like, the people, how did they find out about us? And, um, but at the same time, sometimes they don't want to talk about that. But so we, we don't ask it nowadays. But, uh, at, when we first started, like, we were really curious and, you know, like, we were, we didn't know how they found out about us. Uh, so also for my websites, hagwonstart.com and marketing in Korea. Uh, so those are all online. Uh, I've never paid for any advertising for those, but, uh, just to run down very quickly, um, I have a Facebook page and a Twitter account for both of them. Uh, they're, it's not very updated. Um, but for the Hot One Start, I do tweet something and post it on Facebook uh, every few days. And that's actually all pre, pre-made posts. Um, but the main way I've been able to just market these and advertise is just through blogging and podcasting. And uh, just over time. Uh, actually, but with uh marketing in Korea, the way I was able to get uh, the word out about marketing in Korea was that I was actually interviewing uh people in the Korean community uh, who are English-speaking entrepreneurs. And, of course, I would share the interview in Facebook groups because, I mean, I thought it was interesting. And it wasn't like I was trying to sell something. And a lot of these people that I, I, I was int- uh, interviewing... They also have friends on Facebook and you know they want to share like hey like I was on this podcast and it's kind of good for them too and so and I also wanted to share some information with others so it was very easy to market marketing in Korea on Facebook groups in Korea because uh, I mean their friends are in that group in the groups and also um I believe it was very helpful um but with com, it was just all purely organic through blogging and podcasting um Sometimes here and there, like I'll post something in a LinkedIn or somewhere or in, uh, You know, I have, I, I started to, uh, post in there a little bit. Uh, so that's how I was advertising that. And lastly, for Flower Gift Korea. Um, so the only paid advertising really that I've done was for my Hagwon, which I started in 2013 and for Flower Gift Korea which was started in 2016. I should know. Was IGL started in 2013 or 2012? Uh, I don't remember. To be honest, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, I think 2013 actually. Okay, so anyways, uh, so Flower Gift Korea, uh, probably, actually no, well if you consider all the marketing material I made, then probably IGL has the most money. I spent the most money marketing. Um, but still not that much. Uh, but for Flower Gift Korea, we are doing the most online marketing, uh, paid marketing. We haven't done any offline marketing. We haven't done any handing out flyers. Uh, technically it, it could be useful for me to go to like Itaewon or Hongdae and hand out some flyers to, uh, you know, foreigners. Uh, however, we we want to really build our online presence first. And, uh, we've given ourselves a year first. And who knows? It could change, right? So anyways, for Philadelphia Korea, um, there are two, there's three main paid advertising things I'm using. So the first one, which is what's a one-year payment. Um, I paid a one-year payment. I think it was like $300 or something like that. And it's for like a banner ad on Weigook.org. And Weigook.org is a forum for teachers. And, uh, there are still people using it and people who go to there. Um, but I really wanted to, uh, have something available in some kind of community in Korea. Uh, so, um, we've, be- we've been getting a lot of clicks through there. I don't know if it's been trend, you know, translating into sales, uh, but, uh, we're getting some uh, traffic from there. So it's okay. And I wanted to really just, at least to a lot of the people in Korea already who are teaching. Uh, that was my goal. Um, so that is one of our main ways that we've paid to advertise. And the, the, the second way is Facebook. So on Facebook, we have a Facebook page. And there are three ways, basically, that we have done. Uh, the first way we did was, like, you can buy likes. You, like, you pay for a like campaign and get people to, to like your page and for every like you have to pay a certain amount of money um however this the downside to this is that uh, those same people maybe a week or two later they can unlike you because they just liked you maybe because randomly or whatnot or maybe uh they're like one of those accounts where like they just like everything and then dislike it dislike it later i don't know uh so it's something you, you you should think about uh but for us when we did our likes Uh, What I did was I just, I literally just messaged every single friend on my list. People I may have not even spoken to for years and asked them to like my page. I probably should have been more tactical about it and uh, probably started a conversation first with them before. But uh, I I don't know. I just, I did it that way. Uh, The second way is to get people to uh, click through to your website. So you can pay for a campaign for people to click and go to your website. Um, the likes and the clicks to the website are pretty expensive. Like it could be a lot of, like for one like it could cost like 50 cents. I mean, and it adds up after a while, right? And for the website clicks, it's around there too. But the third way, the third method, which I, um, I would recommend is to uh, boost a post. So like you've published a post on your Facebook page, uh, And that is actually the cheapest way to do it. Uh, so, uh, and also, like, I think you have the most flexibility with that too. But it's not as direct. Like, it's not like, okay, go to the website to buy something. Uh, and then the fourth thing we did was actually we off, we made an offer, like a sale, like, oh, $20 off offer. And people can claim the offer. So what happens is you pay for every claim that is offered. Uh, so for us, we have four main ways on Facebook to advertise. We've tried all four of them. And right now we're just consistently going with a post. Uh, sometimes it's a, like a hot summer sale post or, um, you know, I've seen people, they've, uh, boosted posts where they've gotten good reviews. You know, those are some, you know, examples of things you can do. So Facebook, we've, we've done some paid advertising. And we've had to pay. Um, and also the next one, so we have waygook.org, we have Facebook, and the last one is Google Ads. And we have, we have some CPC Google Ads. CPC stands for cost per click. So every time someone clicks on your advertisement, you have to pay money. Um, but at the same time, for Google and even Facebook, you can make a limit of how much money uh, is going to be going out for the day. Uh So once you reach that limit, so I don't know, say one click cost $2 and you make your limit for the day $6. So once, uh you know, you get three clicks, um I guess it stops, you know, taking money away and probably takes your ad down. And then the next day it continues. And then you can also put a start and an end time too. So these are the three main ways we have been advertising Flower Girl Korea. Um, I, I I sent a survey out not too long ago and uh, we got a few uh, answers about how people are buying from us and for the most part people are buying through uh, Google and Facebook like they'll find us on Google or on Facebook or, and then they'll or either they'll find us on Google and then somehow they'll they'll see our Facebook uh, page and see our reviews stuff like that so uh, for us our most important, uh i guess advertisements streams are google and facebook and there were times where i kind of stopped the google ads and i kind of see i kind of saw um a drop in sales compared to when we were having google ads um and i guess it's because like we're still pretty new so a lot of people don't know about us and most of the people who buy flowers we've realized like they want to buy like the day of or the day before. Um, so we've had to change a few th- things, a few of our marketing uh, strategies and branding. Uh, so um, I believe with Google Ads, it's really targeted because people are looking for certain things. And for us, uh, someone may be looking to send flowers. And uh, most of the flower shops, like I'm like, I'm really confident, like we can beat all the other flower shops because Uh, all of the English speaking flower websites, they're not really flower shops. They're all just brokers, like people who have a website and they just contact random people in uh, areas of Korea. And, uh, for us, like we, we have great reviews. Like we have like 15 five star reviews. Uh, so like we're like, it's not something that uh, I'm worried about our quality. Uh, but with the Google ads, uh, it's, it gets pretty expensive. Like, I mean, like one click could be like $3, you know what I mean? So, uh, it's something we have to think about, like how much you want to invest in advertising. Um, another thing we did for Fargo Korea is like, we sponsored a raffle prize at a networking event. It's called wine on Wednesday. It's prob it is probably the longest standing networking event in Korea, uh, where a lot of young professionals go. And, um, uh, so far, we've sponsored one raffle prize. So um, I don't know the outcome yet because it's, it was just a few weeks ago. So we'll see. I'll let you know how that turns out. Uh, but for us and for Flower Girl Korea, um, yeah, like the advertising costs can add up because like in one day you can have like six dollars on Google ads and then a couple dollars on Facebook, and then think about it. If that's ten dollars a day in advertising, that can be three hundred dollars uh, a month in advertising. And if you're a small startup, like, do you really want to be investing that much money in advertising? Um, I don't know. Uh, for us, uh, we've made limits, and we kind of go on and off. Uh, right now, uh, my CPC on Google Ads is just, uh, I believe, three dollars a day, and uh, Facebook is just like a dollar or two. And like, we kind of run it for a month and see how it goes. And then we kind of turn it off sometimes, um, because, uh, we have other ways, right? We have blogging, like, we try to blog once a week. Um, also, oh, I didn't even mention this, but for face for Flower Good Care, we also have an Instagram account that we, uh, update daily. Uh, well, we try to do an update daily. We have Twitter, uh, we have Pinterest, uh, trying to advertise, uh, trying to organize some pins. Uh, we also have YouTube. We only have one video now, but we 're trying to get more and more and uh, we 're just trying to get all over the net, you know trying to be all over like we 're on Reddit. We answer some questions there on quora uh, you name it like we 're like we 're on there we have some kind of information, but we need to keep building that for the for the whole year and it 's only been three months, so we got nine more months to go of just getting as much content online as possible. And we're going to continue with the Google ads and Facebook. So uh, like when you're advertising, getting the word out, like if you're doing online advertising, you need to get as much content out there as possible, right? Whether it's a blog, video, whatnot. And then you need to be active in social media, no matter what. Uh, and I mean, some might some people might think you're spammy and you don't want to look spammy, but... You know, you're going to get that no matter what uh, and try to be, you know, tactical about that. So you're not as spammy as, you know, people say. Uh, so I don't know what you're doing for, you know, to advertise and to get the word out about your business or your your project. But, I mean, keep doing it and find more and more avenues, different social media streams. Uh, the more information you have on the net, the better Uh, Google search ranking you'll have And the easier people will find you Also network in groups Uh, If you're in Korea, you really need to be on Facebook Uh, I think Facebook is the the main way right now uh, For people, uh, for English speaking people in Korea And if you look uh, So I teach at Ahogon, right? And it's unbelievable Like my middle school students They're all on Facebook now Uh, About five years ago my no not five like even just three years ago when i had some middle school students and they're high school now they didn't even have facebook when they're in middle school but now like these like facebook is just taking over the world and it, it has come into korea like uh, for a while you know people were on kakao story uh but uh nowadays like most people like they're all on facebook like and um it's funny because like In, I guess, in like the US and Canada, a lot of younger people, like they're still on Facebook, but, uh, they may be more on Instagram or, you know, Snapchat or whatnot, right? So, uh, it's something to consider. So make sure you get on Facebook if you're trying to sell to people in Korea, especially even to Koreans, because they're slowly coming onto, uh, to Facebook more and more, even the younger generation. Uh, so that's something to consider. And think about how much money you want to spend on advertising. Uh, and remember, you really don't even need to spend money on advertising. Uh, but it does help, especially if you're trying to sell something to uh, people like for me, like, you know, flowers to people all around the world. It's just uh, it's hard to target that through social media. Um, but it is possible because we have been getting some um, some interest through Instagram as well. So. Uh, anyways, those are just my thoughts on advertising and getting the word out and some of my experiences. Um, I, I, I hope it has helped you to uh, get some ideas for what to do in your business as well. And I wish you all the best in your businesses. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Marketing in Korea. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or listen to our podcast episodes on our marketinginkorea.com website. Continue to tune in to our episodes as we interview and share stories from people who are marketing something, whether that is a service, a product, a cause, or even just an idea. Tune in and we'll see you in the next episode.